0: Hey, this is John with Catholic for Rednecks thank you for dropping by the podcast I don't know how you got here but I'm glad you're here I was born and raised Southern Baptist right here in Alabama then one night Christmas Eve 2013 I found myself at a midnight mass and I never looked back I love being Catholic I think it's the greatest thing I've ever found in my life and I'd like for you to know more about it. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions about the Catholic faith, shoot me an email to catholic 4 podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to getting to know you. Just relax and listen to a few episodes. Thank you for coming. Washington, D.C. And we were driving up through Virginia and decided to get a place to stay. And I didn't even notice it was a bed and breakfast. (laughs) I just thought it was a hotel on Google. So I got a reservation. This place is spooky and there were several people murdered here in the Civil War. They had slaves and were reading the diary of the young woman that lived here. And she's upset because the Yankees are out in the yard killing their chickens. But um, we got here at night, so we can't see. But I've been through here before, long ago. It's very beautiful. Virginia, in my opinion, is the most beautiful state in the eastern part of the United States. You know, we may go to New England and to the Capitol tomorrow and go over to West Virginia, but just wanted to let everyone know that my darling, sweet wife, Connie, say hey. Hey. Is working on her new podcast called Spaghetti Lover, and she's actually created it, but she's going to load some episodes on it soon probably when we get back but just want to say hey to everybody and if you like the podcast or the youtube please um give us a five star and share it with some friends because the uh the listeners have plummeted (laughs) so but i appreciate the ones that do listen and there's three of you that actually donate and uh, I appreciate that a lot. But we'll do some podcasts and YouTubes on this trip. We're just worn out. I haven't slept in a week. And uh, I'm going to go to bed in this haunted house. And we'll talk to you later. Hey guys, it's John with Catholic for Rednecks. Haven't been on the here too much lately. As a matter of fact, I've spent the last few weeks just putting my YouTubes on the podcast. But that hasn't worked out the way I had planned, so I might just go back to just doing podcasts on separate subjects than my YouTube. Anyhow, went to New York. And to Washington DC for a week I took my wife and my oldest son who's been sick and it was quite the adventure and if you go back to my last episode I was whispering in my iPhone we were in a bed and breakfast in Shenandoah Valley Virginia and that was really funny because This trip, let me get a sip of coffee. This trip was planned for just me and my wife, and I wanted to get her away from her job, which is high stress. And we decided to take my son, and nothing went right. It was very frustrating. It's kind of like, um. Christmas vacation or vacation, you remember with Chevy Chase, just one thing after another. But it was a lot of fun and a lot of memories. So the first night, I'm I'm sixty and I'm getting to where I can't see that good at night to drive. And I used to would just hop in my truck on on a whim and drive to New Orleans for lunch or drive to North Carolina or Chicago I used to just take off but I used to have a little bit more money than I do now and it was nothing for me to hop in a car or truck and drive across country even by myself and see the sights so we left and we got a late start so we end up We're trying to get to the Washington, D.C. area. And there's a town about an hour out of Washington called Front Royal. And our goal was to make it like up there before stopping for the night because we got a late start. So I booked a hotel from my iPhone and it was through booking.com. And I highly recommend... That you never use that site because it was bar. but anyhow i found a bed and breakfast and i wasn't paying attention i thought the name of the hotel was something like Shenandoah bed and breakfast and i wasn't thinking i thought it was a hotel so i booked it for three adults and I told them we would be there sometime after 9 p.m. Well, it starts raining, and we get off our exit, and I got the GPS going, and the GPS takes me several miles into the Shenandoah National Forest area, not inside the park, but the area right there. If you've ever been to Virginia, God, it is so beautiful but we were driving at night. (laughs) And if you ever go up Interstate 81 from say, Knoxville, Tennessee, Bristol, Tennessee, on up to Front Royal, you go through the Shenandoah Valley and it is absolutely gorgeous. And cause you kinda, Interstate 81 kind of straddles the West Virginia state line, but you're in Virginia. And it's just beautiful mountains, both sides of the interstate. So we get off and I'm thinking we're gonna be there in the little town of Front Royal. But lo and behold, we are taken by our GPS miles and miles and miles to the forests and mountains. And we end up at this creepy looking bed and breakfast. Yeah, just like it said, bed and breakfast and it was a kind of a antebellum looking old south house up on a hill in the woods and it's raining i'm like oh my gosh i wasn't expecting this i was expecting like a holiday inn express or a modern inn someplace relatively safe in a strange town but here we are in the backwoods the Shenandoah valley and it's rainy misty so we drive up into the front yard of this antebellum looking i know that that's probably not the correct architect architecture but um i'll post a picture of it on my youtube catholic for rednecks youtube under community if you go there you see a picture of it but it's just you know an old old southern house the type is real popular in Virginia old house from the 1700s as a matter of fact so we pull up and there's a man standing on the front porch in a flannel shirt I'm like oh lord and I'll just be honest with you I carry a gun on trips and I carry a cable or knife and I carry weapons because I used to be a police officer and also do true crime on another channel and I stay spooked, I stay on alert. So I'm glad I got these weapons. So I don't know what we're getting into. So we walk up there and the man was really nice, but I wasn't expecting a bed and breakfast in the woods. I was expecting a Holiday Inn Express. I guess I should pay attention to what I'm Googling. So he says that uh, he had been expecting us and he had a room for us upstairs. So we walk upstairs and it's creaky old haunted looking house. And we go upstairs and he shows us our room and it's got a fireplace. And he said, We only thought you had two adults, but we pulled out an extra bed, and somehow Booking.com screwed up my reservation. So, we saw a room, and then he took us downstairs to a parlor and a dining area. And it's just like going back to the 1800s. And so, My wife sits down, and Lee sits down, and he's chatting with them. I go outside to the truck, and I've got AFib. Okay, I try to stay in shape, but I do have AFib. And my wife packs like we're going to the Himalayas for a month. So our luggage weighs like 100 pounds apiece. And it's raining, and my feet are slick. And I'm having to tote these heavy suitcases up the wooden stairs with wet feet. And I'm scared to death I'm going to trip. So I had to make like five trips. And I got my guns, knives, hid. You know, trying, I don't want to scare the dude. I mean, he don't know who we are. Here we are traveling and we pull up to his bed and breakfast, you know. And he don't know who we are We don't know who he is. So I get everything put in our room. I go back downstairs. And the man says, there's another couple sleeping across the hall from you. They've already gone to bed. Now, keep in mind, I have never stayed in a bed and breakfast in my life. And I'm sort of creeped out. I'm like, who the F are the people staying across the hall from us? Who the F? is this man in a flannel shirt who does not smile. And then he says, there's also a man sleeping in the basement. Now, that creeps me out. He could have said, we have a guest downstairs. No, he says, we have a man sleeping in the basement. So the man has handed my wife a um, little book, and the book is written about the house we're staying in. So he gets our breakfast order, I ordered blueberry pancakes. And he bid us good night. So me, Lee, Connie, we walk up the creaky stairs, go in our room, lock up the doors, and there's a bathroom. And on the side of the bathroom, there's another room. We lock the bathroom up. And we're kind of spooked out, you know, kind of freaked out. I mean, we're in Backwoods, Virginia, at a bed and breakfast, and it's getting to be late at night. So my wife's laying there in bed next to me, and Lee's in the pull-out. And I let Lee know I had my gun. He breathes sigh relief. So I, I, you know, I got my gun right there, And my wife is reading this booklet about the house. And it turns out the house was built in the 1700s by a slave owner. Yeah. And he owned, that's a terrible thing to say, he owned 14 slaves. Can you imagine owning human beings? That is just beyond my ability to wrap my brain around how you can own a human being. He had 14 slaves. They lived in the slave quarters behind this house. And then we went on to read that many of the slave children were what they called mulatta. Um, I think that's an old word for mix. Um, black and white, European and African. So we know there's probably a lot of, um, I would imagine, sexual attack, rape, I don't think. Those ladies in the slave quarters, one of some old white man, having sex with them. And it's real sad because these people at the time were very wealthy, so my wife's reading this journal out loud, and I'm laying in the bed of a slave house, and I'm wondering, you know, how many evil spirits, ghosts, demons, whatever, could be trapped or haunting this place? because. One, to own a human being, to me, is right there with one of the worst sins a person could ever commit, to keep people captive as your slaves. I just cannot understand how low a human can be to do that. I just, I don't get it. So we're laying there. And my wife is reading... Actually, this booklet is a diary. And they let the guests read it. And the the girl that wrote the diary... <clears throat> excuse me. Let me get a sip of this coffee. Thank you. The girl wrote the diary talked about the Civil War come and the Union soldiers, we call them Yankees. She was mad because she said she could look out of the room that we were staying in, and keep in mind, this is at night, we can't see anything, and she's looking out of the bedroom we're staying in, this is back in the 1860s, and she's outraged because she said their front yard is full of Yankee soldiers because they have come down there you know, during the war and they have commandeered their property. So this rich, wealthy, slave owner's daughter is mad because the Yankee soldiers, and she had nothing nice to say about them. And I can imagine they were ruthless because that's what war does to people. It turns them into animals, both sides. The good guys, bad guys. Everybody does things that are bad. And so the Yankee soldiers came in and stole their food and helped themselves. And they helped themselves to the chickens out in the yard. And she said they were starving to death, these Yankee soldiers. Oh, if that offends you, I'm sorry, but I live in the deep South and everybody, to me, everybody lives in Tennessee and up as a Yankee. And uh, I do not consider Kentucky and places like that as being the South, okay? Uh, once you get outside of Nashville, uh, that's the no man's land to me. Nashville is the end of the South, as far as I'm concerned. And the other end of the South is Gainesville, Florida. Everything south of Gainesville, Florida, you might as well be in New York City. So, you know, you got Louisiana. Mississippi, part of Tennessee, Georgia, not Atlanta. Atlanta is no longer in the South. Atlanta is like New York City or LA. Okay, you can cut Atlanta out and move it up North because the rest of the state is the South. Then you got Northern Florida, maybe some of South Carolina. That's about it. So anyhow, she's talking about how the Yankee soldiers are stinking nasty hungry and of course they're hungry anyhow i felt good that i had my gun next to me and my wife and my son lee they felt better once they read the history of the house that we read a legitimate bed and breakfast but john here i'm thinking about the texas chainsaw massacre i'm thinking about all the hundreds of true crime podcasts that i've listened to I'm thinking about the Idaho murders. Those poor girls, three girls, and the young fellow that were murdered in their sleep in Idaho. And I'm thinking, man, oh, you know, I don't feel too good about falling asleep. Because I'm thinking about this bed and breakfast dude. Who is he, you know? Well, I drifted off to sleep. It's raining wake up it's raining and my wife she's a cheerful soul and very friendly so we wind up downstairs in the parlor that's what they call a den and the other guests across the hall they've already gone out sightseeing you know this is I believe this bed and breakfast is on the Appalachian Trail which I'm not very familiar with. But we end up having breakfast with the dude. I'm sorry I called him the dude, but I don't remember his name. And his wife made breakfast for us. And the pancakes were delicious. Now I've lost 60 pounds in the past few months. So I usually just eat one time around six o'clock at night. So I'm on vacation feasting, so I ate my pancakes, and turns out the dude was hiking down the Appalachian Trail, and he sees this old slave house for sale. So he bought the house, turned it to bed and breakfast, and it turns out that the lady, his wife, is a Harvard grad, Harvard University. That's where she went to school. And I went out to take our luggage out to our car, our truck, and we're parked next to their car. And their car literally is covered with liberal Democrat bumper stickers like Coexist, Biden and Harris, so on and so forth. So I go back in there and you know, I get along with anybody. I have friends of every color and creed, and I can have a good conversation with just about anyone, you know? And they were very, very, very nice people, and they were interested in us. We were interested in chatting with them. So we all loaded up the truck, and, They're very helpful. The blueberry pancakes were good. They're very nice people. So when we left, I don't know if you've ever been to the Shenandoah Valley, the Blue Ridge Mountains, but it was a misty, rainy, foggy morning, and we were driving. We decided instead of going to New York, I mean, instead of going directly to Washington, D.C., they were having the Right to Life rally. My priests and my church were there. We decided to go drive directly from Front Royal, Virginia, to Long Island, New York. My daughter-in-law and her family are from there. So we decided to drive through the mountains, through the Poconos of Pennsylvania, and go straight to New York. Which is what we did. So, don't know why I'm sharing all this with you, but I haven't done a podcast in a while. So, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please give me a five star rating, subscribe to the channel, and I'll probably do some more podcasts on different things in addition to my glorious and wonderful Catholic faith. And, I hope you will come back again.